Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and I'm the Women's Ministry Director for New Vision's Buchanan Campus. And today we are going to be reading the sixth psalm, a psalm of David. And we'll be reading the whole passage, and I'll be reading in the English Standard Version, which says this, O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. Ah, Friends, I don't know if you can relate to David um, in these words, but man, I sure can. I just feel these words on a soul and bone deep level, which is exactly what David is talking about here. We see, especially in these first three verses, just his desperation and this very mind, body, spirit connection for his distress. And oh, friends, isn't that just so real. I think any of us that have been through any kind of stress, um, emotional stress, grief of any kind know and can relate to David here about like literally just feeling it in our bones, the bones being troubled and his soul also greatly troubled. Um, I've just been really captivated by this idea of mind-body-spirit lately and how we really are an embodied, a very physical being with a spiritual, eternal soul. And so like there is a... um, uh, a lot to process in that. But here we see that so vividly portrayed by David, just this very desperate need for God's mercy and his compassion. He's really pleading with God, hey, don't discipline me in anger. Please extend grace. You know, don't, um, he says, don't discipline me in your wrath and be gracious to me, Lord, for I am languishing. And so um, I love the realness that we see here because David is modeling for us that it is not only okay, but it is expected that we have these kinds of emotions and feelings and that the right place to go with them is directly to the Lord um, to lay that before him. And so um, I also love and can just, oh man, my heart just aches with David, this plea at the end of verse three, like, Lord, how long? And again, if you have ever walked this earth for any period of time, um, I'm sure that you have had a similar cry of your heart when you're in a season of difficulty, a season of distress, a season of maybe discipline or um, discomfort that, you know, we won't say, how long, Lord? And so that's that's what we see as we transition um, into verses four and five is, is this pleading for God's intervention. He's saying, Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. I love this because 
what David is saying is here is, is don't save me just because I'm worth saving, right? Don't save me because I'm special and I deserve it. Or, you know, it's none of those things. David's saying, listen, save me for your sake, for the sake of your steadfast love. And I love that. Um, he He's appealing to that steadfast love because he knows that only God's mercy and faithfulness are his only hope. Um, and it's interesting here because, you know, he it's, it's interesting how he reflects on the idea that when someone is dead, they can no longer um, worship the Lord. So that that's an interesting, he says, in death, there's no remembrance of you and she who will give you praise. And so what he's basically saying is, you know, I'm in a season of darkness. I want to come alive again. I want to be worshiping you with my full um, mind, body and spirit. Um, and then we move into that six and seven and we just, again, oh, I'm sure you can relate. And, and if not, trust me, it's coming because this is um, common to man, right? Common to mankind that we are weary with moaning that there will be seasons of great grief and, and difficulty. And that's what he's saying here. I'm weary with my moaning. Every night I fled my bed with tears. My couch is drenched with my weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. All of these things. He's just pleading again. Um, vividly portraying his state of just exhaustion and sorrow um, and, and the intensity of that turmoil. And it's interesting here because he also makes that first mention to his foes, his enemies. And then that's where he follows up in verses 8 through 10 with this plea for deliverance and, and a response, But which I, which I love this. Again, these are only... 10 short verses in this particular psalm, but it shows us full circle what it looks like to pour our heart out to the Lord um, in a healthy and um, intimate way. And here's where he starts to turn it back around because yes, in those beginning verses, he's like throwing out there, this is how I feel. But then he's also coming back and reminding himself of the facts. So he's making a stand in verse eight. He says, listen, depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. And I love that because he has just been weeping. He's just been pouring out his heart. And now he's um, reminding his heart. He's preaching to his own heart that the Lord has heard that weeping. The Lord has heard his plea and the Lord does accept his prayer. And I just love that because that is a, a very important um, swing of the pendulum for, for um, analogy's sake here. I, I find myself in this situation frequently where my first kind of human flesh response to um, difficulty, to sorrow, to a particular challenging incident is to maybe have a strong reaction, right? Like we're going to be so weary, we're going to be so broken. Um, we may have some fear that finds its way out in in our um emotions and in our even our words and our thoughts but what's important is that we then remember we speak truth to that thing and turn it around and so that's what he's doing here um in this there's this shift in tone where david says okay yes this is how i feel but these are feelings and the fact is the lord hears those he hears my plea he accepts my prayer and he is also so confident that god's going to vindicate him david's assurance in god's intervention is his affirmation that he is going to stand on the firm foundation of God's faithfulness and not of his own feelings in that moment. And again, I just think that's such an important model for me to hear and to see and hopefully for you as well. Because friends, in this world, we will have trouble. 
we will have trouble that shakes us to our very bones and to our very soul. And we have an advocate. We have a helper. We have a comforter in the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And with and through and by that spirit, we can go boldly before the throne of grace, pour out our hearts to God, share with him the tears because he sees them. He knows, he hears, and he invites us into the intimacy of sharing that with him. And then he will be faithful and we can remind ourselves of his faithfulness um, that in the end he will vindicate us, that he will um, accept our prayer. And I just think that's such a beautiful encouragement. So again, today, maybe you find yourself discouraged. Maybe you find yourself weary. Um, Maybe that defines you on this day and in this moment. But can I tell you that that is not who you are? That isn't how you feel in this moment and that is valid. But you have a great God who is greater and higher and holier than anything else that you're up against. And he loves you. He hears you. He sees you. And he will accept that prayer offered in authenticity before him. And your enemies shall be ashamed and troubled. They will be able to turn back and be put to shame. And you can rest in the knowledge that you are seen, known, loved, heard, and accepted by holy God. And that he is enough. So I pray that that's what you find today, that you hear in the cry of David's heart, the cry of your own heart, but that you also hear the assurance of David's heart and that it can be the assurance of your heart that your God is good and he is faithful. Be blessed.